podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening, welcome to this week's edition of the Spurs Show. Uh, uncharted territory is this tonight as we discuss uh, a draw. Uh, sadly, joining me tonight, two stalwarts from the show, the best-selling author of the uh, now available Walker Bookshops uh, book, nineteen seventy-one. Mr. David Hepworth returns. Good evening. Nice to see you back. Yeah, very nice us. to be here. And also joining us is uh, another author, Mr. Martin Cloak. Joins us. Hello there. And, uh, nice to be back. Thank you for returning. And uh, a man we tried to go on for a while now. Uh, the eminent actor, you've seen him on the screen many, many times, Mr. Jim Howick. Good evening, Mike. Nice, nice Good to evening, join guys. us. So it's, uh, it's a bit of a downer tonight, today, isn't it, really? No, um, it's not. Yeah, but the way we feel. Unremittingly positive here. But we're going to be positive, but obviously there was a, uh, being at the game, there was a huge disappointment that, oh, you know, the dream, I think, is now over. Would you agree, Martin, the dream is over winning our first title? It's, it's out of our hands now, but we've yeah. been so annoyed with all this kind of talk of the fairy tale from Disney FC, haven't we, for the past few weeks. Mm. You know, if we do win it now, and they, they, they blow it, because some mm. of their fans seem to think they've won it already, but yeah. they've actually got to win another game. If we win it now, yeah. that will be a fairy tale. That would be a fairy and we, tale. And we, I think we are putting in... <laughs> we're doing this mid-day, we're talking about the script already. Jim's got a sterling role in this, so we're putting in a bid for the right. So yeah. this is going to be a blockbuster, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think the fact they now need three points, i.e., I mean, they can lose in the United. I can't see them getting no more. Th- I can't see them not getting maximum points against Everton, who are now on the beach. Just don't yeah. just pour maths over it, Mike, and you just know. You know, make everyone feel bad. You know. I've been doing this since just Christmas, numbers. though. I've been, I've been literally going through the games through Christmas. I don't think any Spurs fan, David, when they looked at Westbourne at home, went, well. We're, we're going to mess that one up. And saying that, we've got a terrible record against West Brom at home over the years. And, uh, you know, I, was, I wasn't at the game, but I was watching it on the big screens and the, and the, the feeling of the dog and duck saloon bar yeah. was that, uh, you know, <coughs> West Brom deserved a draw. You they know played I mean? very well, They, they played very well. You know, that we, they changed the tactics. We played, we played well for 25 minutes mm. and didn't score enough goals yeah. and, and then allowed them to get back into the game, which they duly did. Mm. And then by, by the end, I was thinking they're going to lose this. Yeah. Because I thought we were going to be chasing it mm. so hard, mm. we're going to we're going to concede one on the break. Yeah. So I'm not as relentlessly positive as Martin. Actually, mm. I'm, I'm <laughs> relentlessly middling in my yeah. projections here. We've actually uh, we, we've actually sat, sat there and worked out what's the worst that can possibly happen over go the on. next three games. Well, go on. What's the worst, Martin? Fifth. You worked fifth. Fifth. fifth is the worst that could possibly happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, we don't, we <laughs> yeah. don't get God, further. So bad. Yeah. Can you, you know, imagine? I'm come from Yorkshire. You know, <laughs> I, well, our glasses are always half empty. You know, yeah. so don't, don't blame me at all. It's the way I was made. Jim, where do you think we're going to end up? I mean, surely think, not, we're not going to blow. I mean, you know, one, um, one bad 45 minutes. I, I worry that Dyer's out. I worry that Dyer's out for the next well, game. It's, it's looking that way it's because you could have six days. If you get a concussion, you need at least six days right. where you can't play or, or do anything. So that... Unless he had made an amazing recovery today. It's looking, yeah. So I mean, I'd imagine Ryan Mason would come in then. Yeah. And, which is great. I think Ryan Mason is, you know, made such an impact last season. But I don't think he has the composure that Dyer gives us mm. in the park. I was saying to the guys that when you, watch, when you watch Spurs live, he looks very much like the PE teacher taking the lesson in the game. He's, uh, he's just given us, I think he's given our defenders um, uh, just the perfect... But he's just plays in the perfect position. He allows them to spread and gives our fullbacks the the width that we mm. need. You know. Mm. Um, but now I came in. I sort of skipped into the into the office. <laughs> <laughs> 
perpetually positive. Welcome to the Spurs show. Now you want to get yeah, Listen, you know, this if someone had offered us second or, or even third exactly. place at the beginning of the season, we would have ripped their arm off. Yes. Once. But then I found out that Dyer wasn't fit. Mm. And now I'm not so positive. And Ali will be out as well. And Ali, has, out. Ali has just been charged is, by the FA for yeah. violent conduct, yeah. so that he'll miss mm, the next. We'll which is a shame. But Three it's, it's the measure, isn't it? Yeah. You're right. You're saying that you know we would have taken you know where we are now at the start of the season. Yes. Of course, you know we, we were you know we're downbeat after last night because mm. I don't think any of us expected it to 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 get as close to the end or possibly finish. You know, let's concede it really uh, as it did last night. It, you know, maybe it's the next three games. But yeah. maybe it takes some of the pressure off and we'll get a result against Chelsea. But, you know, the, the, the connection between the fans and the players, mm. I think, this year and the football that we've seen uh, has been fantastic. And yeah. at the end of the game last night, you know, the crowd, you know, there was still a large part of the stadium in there really chanting, you know, we love you Tottenham. Not many left the before players. the end, yeah. which yeah. Quite, was quite yeah. unusual. Yeah. And that, that was, yeah, it was, it was really good. So I think there's something there. And I think... You know, a few months ago, people were saying this is Spurs' only chance to win the title. Mm. Uh, I think we'll be back next year. Well, I think we're well, building we, something. We hope really. we'll be better next yeah. season. Yeah, I believe. So, the competition will be harder next year, mm. but the, this team's for real, yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. And also, it gives us, you know, this, these injuries and, and, the, and the charge gives the players that I think thought they were staples mm. last season, Chadley and Mason... It gives them a chance to come back into the team mm. and really prove themselves. Mm. I mean, I think, David, I mean, the disappointment was when you look at the game before where we were absolutely <sighs> wonderful against Stoke. One of the best away performances yes. I've seen ever, I think I have to yeah, say. Yeah. Um, I, that's why it was so surprising. And again, the fact we started so well yesterday, yeah, yeah. had the chances. It was just something... What, what happened? That's just, I mean, I know... West Brom changed their tactics, but we just, I think we lost belief or, or got tired. I don't know, put my you finger just, on it. You allow them to believe, don't you? I think Pochettino said this in his post-match comments, you know. He said that they started to believe that mm. they could get back into the game. Mm. And half the game is believing you can get yeah. back into it. Mm. If Had we scored a second goal during that period of dominance, mm. and God mm. knows we had enough opportunities and hit enough woodwork, uh, I don't think they'd have come back from that at all. Actually, mm. no, no, but, but when it's one nil, they you know they, they start to get mm. into the battle in, in midfield and and we're not as composed any anymore. You know, that, what I felt we missed last night was that it, as compared to the Stoke game was that mm. you know we were playing fantastic passing game in both cases, but in the Stoke game we had a kind of howitzer at the end of it. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. The, the shots were were fierce. Mm. And yes. we're serious. Yeah. I didn't feel that they really were last night. No, I get, I, know what you mean. I sort of get the feeling slightly, but even with players like Lamella, he thinks he's going to have another opportunity in a minute, you know, and it's, yeah. he sort of doesn't completely invest himself. There was that great move there in that second half where he sort of hit it and obviously hit the post. That was a wonderful, yeah, wonderful we, we, move, we had, wasn't we it? We did have some really, really good yeah. chances, and there was some great football played mm. again. But I mean, I think, I think you're right. The belief seemed to go, the, 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 the mental strength seemed to go a little bit, yeah. I think, rather than the physical strength, didn't it? Yeah. I, 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 it struck me, Kane didn't appear to be winning a lot of headers mm. uh, which seemed to be changing the way they were distributing the ball mm. well, it's been a long season mm. especially yeah, for absolutely. him absolutely you know I mean I must admit I mean if you look back at January we looked at that January window and most of us putting a hair out we didn't get another strike and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. you know thank, thankfully he has stayed fit but I think Jim that we at the moment we don't have enough on the bench that you know can come on and really change things when you mm. see Chadley and Son come on you don't, you're not there pouring going yes here we go yeah. a bit like <laughs> You know, no, can't really see them changing. I think that's obviously something we need to address for next yeah, season. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think we have anyone... Obviously, we don't have anyone who is uh, a central striker. Mm. Um, specifically, everyone who's kind of doing a job when Harry Kane isn't fit or when he's been rested has, has been a makeshift uh, striker. But what's interesting is last night was, was the lack of chances we created. 
um, because of Deli Alley. Now, he was marked out of the game mm. pretty much all night. Yeah. Um, something that he's going to have to get used to. I haven't seen a player man marked like that White Hart Lane for a long time, no, isn't it? Right, One of those sort of awful And uh, he's going to have to adapt his game. You know, he's a big deal now. Yeah. Um, and he's going to have to adapt his game. And I think give it, just having the lack of room just showed us uh, how, how important he is. Mm. But this, past in this season, there's been games, I mean, it's in the, sta- the London Evening Standards, though, games at home where we've uh, thrown away a lead. There was the Stoke in August, a long way back now, where we were two up. There was the, obviously the Newcastle game and, and most famously the Arsenal game mm. where we got back in March. You know, when we look at the end of the season, if hopefully we go on and, and finish second at worst third, do you think those are the sort of key games or do you think there's other things we should be yeah, looking no, at? Yeah, th- absolutely. We'd, we've, we've drawn too many games. Mm. Uh, you know, there's, there's Swansea away, West Brom away where we drew and arguably we say that we, we should have been looking to win those. Um, we should really have closed out the Arsenal game. Mm. You know, very bad performance away at West Ham. I think probably the worst performance of the season yeah. mm. as well. Newcastle, we played really well but we got, we got mugged mm. on that one. So yeah. there's, a, there's a little bit more nous. Mm. I think that's maybe needed a bit more ruthlessness. But I think that's the problem that you've got for strengthening next season because... I think Jermaine Genius was talking about this last night on, on Radio 5 Live. He said that he couldn't see who you would replace from that first 11, and none of us really can. Mm. So what you're talking about is that we need, we need more strength in depth, yeah. Champions League campaign and you know, injuries and all the rest of it. But really you're saying to people, come in, but you're not going to go straight into the first team. Yeah. Mm. And I know everyone says it's a squad game now as well, but if you're recruiting, say, you know, another top-class striker, right, they're not going to go in front of Harry Kane. Mm. Are they as well? So yeah. it's going to make it that little bit more difficult uh, it, to, to recruit people. And I think that's the real challenge. It's a yeah. good problem to have, but that's the challenge. That was the problem with the subs last night, yeah. wasn't it? That they're Which brought exactly on you because saying, yeah. you've seen the, the, the players are on are just running out of mm. gas. Mm. Yeah. They're not brought on to change anything. Yeah. They're not brought on it with enough yeah. time to change anything. Yeah. You know, it's not 15 minutes to go or anything mm. like that. But I think the way, the way that we seem to be buying on a Pochettino will be sort of looking for young players. I mean, it's quite telling that Berahino got this sort of mystery ankle injury just before mm. the game and it wasn't seen. I mean, again, we, we've been strongly linked with him. And these are players, well, if you, I mean, he's used to sitting on the bench at West Brom. And again, next season with the League Cup, the FA Cup, hopefully the Champions League, there's still a lot of games there for people to, to be part of. Oh, well, absolutely. And I think also that, you know, we've all kind of got opinions about, you know, this player would be good or that player would be good. But I think Pochettino is now really trusted uh, by the fans, which is important in terms of the atmosphere, of, you know, inside the stadiums yeah. as well as, as the club. And if he thinks someone's good enough, then that's good enough for me, I think, at the moment. Yeah. And if there's somebody out, I think, you know, really, really should go after this player, but he doesn't seem keen. You know, you're always a little bit miffed because you like to be right. We're all managers, really, aren't we? I'm chair managers. But actually, I think he's, he's earned the right to be trusted. So, yeah. and not, not too many mistakes. You could have an argument about whether... You know, did, did, he, did he give enough attention to the Cups? And I think that's what people yeah. come back to. There's, a lot of, sort the, of the Palace fans game of a certain age home, yeah. want to see us win a trophy. Yeah, look it looked like we switched off in 60 minutes. place yeah. at this point in the Cups? You know, Absolutely, it, yeah. It, 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 you have to make a decision. Yeah. And, and yeah. We were, there was a, I think there was a time, there was three weeks or there was two weeks when we had sort of, uh, well, we had a, a busy schedule. Mm. And uh, it was the Dortmund time, yeah. actually. Mm. And, and he had to prioritise the league. Yeah. Um, we've never really been here before, so it's... And I think at the time, everybody thought, OK, let's... Fit. You know, there was a bit of complaint, and I think, I think probably the reaction to the team selection for, for Dortmund was, was probably the, when he's had the most criticism. Yeah. But I think even then people thought, OK, we can understand it, even if we don't agree with it, he's going for the league. So you've got to stick... You know, you have to take a decision, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's a tough one, because obviously Liverpool then had a great comeback yeah. and beat them. Yeah. So you, but they've got you, nothing else to concentrate on, Yeah, have they? I know. It's their only chance of, of getting anywhere this yeah, season. I know, so. yeah. I know. Yeah. But, I mean, again, if you, I mean, you look at the table at the moment as it stands, obviously we're... Uh, uh, seven points off first, and um, Man City and Arsenal are 
five points behind us. And they've and then got to play each other. They've got to play each other. Um, and then United are on 59 points, who obviously still got to play Leicester. So we obviously want United to do us a favour, which will also put pressure on Arsenal as mm. well, who apparently are going to have a big protest at their grounds by the fans that now against the board rather than mm. Wenger. Excellent. Every week, you know, <laughs> uh, they're arguing about something. Tell me, is Berahino still on the cards? Apparently so. Uh, apparently we're so. going to make a move for him in the summer. Yeah. Because it would surprise me, really. Yeah. Having heard yeah. Pochettino talk so persuasively about the, the importance of the unit. Mm. You know, that, that's the thing that's really <coughs> impressed yeah. me about yeah. him. Right throughout the club. Yeah. It's, it's all to do with, you know, we're all together in this. <coughs> you know, the, the guys on the bench matter. The medical mm. staff matters. We have no stars. Nobody's doing us a favour. And, you know... Berahino. I wouldn't call him a star, though. I mean, I think no, I mean, you, you, assume, you assume they've done this, their homework. He obviously played very well with Kane in the England under 21 setup, so he knows they can play with each other. And there's obviously certain games where Kane does look a bit isolated, and you do want someone up and around him. Well, maybe. And, you know, he's had, he hasn't had a great season. Presumably, mm. the money will, you know, will, will go down in terms of the fee that's been offered. Maybe. Yeah. I, I gather there was a huge row between the chairman and the, and yes, the manager at West right. over it last season, anyway. Yeah. I think you've seen that come out. Because Pulis wanted yeah. to sell him. Yeah. And then Peace was thinking, mm. well, if you ain't here next season, mm. why am I going to sell mm. one of my better players? Well, maybe he's, he's going to be a little bit hungry. But let's talk about Pulis. Let's, let's talk about Pulis re- make, uh, signing a new contract at West Brom, in mm. which case I think he probably will mm. go. Yeah. You know, we well, hope. The one that was odd in terms of what you were saying was when, I mean, I couldn't believe it anyway, but when the rumours about Ibrahimovic come in, mm. you just think like, you know, I cannot <laughs> yeah. really see Ibrahimovic. <laughs> That's fantastic news as a year in that dressing room. But, you know, maybe maybe Poch's. You know, if it is true, maybe you've seen something that people haven't. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, the end. Well, next season, this Sky money kicks in, doesn't it? This yeah. this extra is it hundred million is it or something <laughs> stupid <laughs> coming yeah. in yeah. per club over three years? So, I mean, you, you you know, I mean, I know we're building a stadium, but you think the money shouldn't be a problem there for all of a sudden paying more bigger wages for? Well, I, I, I don't think players. it will, and that's that's another. There's a kind of false narrative developing, and it's almost a, you know, it's kind of I'll get told off here. But a lot of football writers don't understand the business side of it, so people are saying, "Well, look, Arsenal built a new stadium, so they had a problem with buying players." And I don't think actually, if you talk to some of the Arsenal fans, that's entirely true. I think Wenger kind of used that a little bit as a way of making sure that his recruitment policy was the one the club stuck with. But mm. you know, the economics are completely different now. So it, you know, of course, it might cause us a bit of a problem, but I don't think there's going to be this this enormous pressure on the funds for players as opposed to the funds for the stadium because mm. I think that that is being it's almost been run as two separate companies there's a stadium build and there's a football club at the moment mm. so you know there's 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 a, there's a lot to stay at the right, club for really, isn't mm. it? yeah absolutely that's the way it should be absolutely yeah I mean you know you, you look at the players we, we, we talked earlier about the sort of the starting 11 gym I mean the fact that you know let's face it most of us here last season never thought Danny Rose would come on and be a great fullback and get in yeah. and now should be playing for England I mean mm. there's certain players Dembele's Dembele the obvious was one a, he's improved Rolls Royce the way he moved across that pitch yeah. was, 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 was amazing so there's players that we didn't really think would come on who have so surely even next season they should improve even more shouldn't they well you think so you absolutely so. I mean I, I don't know I can't see I mean, apart from scoring maybe a few more goals, yeah. you know, Dembele's been mm. uh, pretty much the perfect player, perfect sort of box-to-box midfielder for us this year. Danny Rose and Carl Walker have benefited, I think, from having two fantastic fullbacks behind them mm. um, to push them. I sort of got a feeling a couple of seasons ago before we, we bought uh, Trippier and uh, Ben Davis that they were, they were kind of... Fullbacks get a kind of rosy uh, scenario sometimes. If you're, if you're a decent fullback, then... 
you you pretty much start in the team. You know, mm. there's not a great market for fullbacks um, in the Premiership, but but there's but I think the fact that we've got uh, two fantastic t- uh, fullbacks behind them has really pushed them mm. and uh, and and improved them a hundred percent. Danny Rose, I think, coming uh, get, getting behind the ball now is uh, a much, much better fullback than he was. And there's uh, some really uh, good kids as well coming through. Yeah. You know, Josh Onomar and Harry yeah, Winks. Amazing. And they're, they're just uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers, who I've not seen play, but people are talking really highly of him, the centre-back mm. as well. So, you know, there's, there's, there's good news to come I've there. been on this podcast in the past mm. and, and, and put the point that uh, do players get better at Spurs? Mm. And I think in the past, mm. in the recent mm. past, they haven't got yeah. better. Yeah. This year... Yeah. Mm. You'd be hard pressed to point of, to a player yeah. who hadn't got yeah. better. Yeah, it's very yeah. true. Uh, and you know, which and that's management in its mm. true, mm. true yeah. sense of the word. You know, making the most of the resources you've got. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. and making them better. Absolutely. Softer, you know. And I know we're all biased, but it, I think it's it's a genuinely likable bunch of players. Yeah. 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 There's, there's no big time Charlie. There's, there's no Dang. real unpleasantness. That, what's been annoying about us being pointed as the villains, isn't it? You know, yeah. like, you know, destroying the fairy tale. This is a great. Great bunch of, but that's obviously yeah. part of the culture that he's engendered, yeah. isn't it? You, know, you yeah. don't just turn yeah. up with oh, a load of nice guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm intrigued by the business, the handshaking business. Have you, yeah, you know, that's they right. all shake, everybody oh, shakes everybody's hand. Yeah. It's yeah. a happy yeah. camp, yeah. isn't it? It's definitely a happy camp, and it's it's going to be interesting to see if someone does come in, if that's mm. going to spoil. That's, that's spoil what I mean. Off. You know, who would be replaced? I mean, probably. Uh, Lamella, maybe. I don't know, that position. But, well, they were going to send him out on loan, apparently, I mean, and Pochettino said, no, I'm going to make yeah. him work. And yeah, he's yeah, obviously, yeah. the second yeah. half of the season, he really yeah. has improved. I mean, he the really way he took his on. goal against United, yeah. that was world-class. Mm. And uh, I think, but saying that, I think... Still work to be done, if we, To buy a, right, a decent right wing, then I think maybe that's the position that's the weakest. Yeah, I, I agree, because obviously Townsend's gone. I think one other kind of wipe... I know our full-backs play almost like wingers, but I think that's... That's one yeah, area. A right side Another sort of defensive midfielder, um, in case Dyer, as we now see, can mm. get injured, I it's think. It's cover, isn't it, really? You know, mm. especially you know, if we do get into the Champions League, which you know, we will hope we do, you then start looking at these massive games and then start going, you know, are but they strong? You need players where he can potentially he can change the shape. And I think you know, the final sort of few months at Southampton, he was playing a 4-3-3, wasn't he, rather than mm. his 4-2-3-1. So that's another way of mm. doing it. And you need to be able to change the shape and... It's maybe somebody else, you know, who can create a little bit more in the middle as well. Maybe that's what we've missed at times this season is is some of the creativity. Mm. Despite the fact that football has been really good, uh, you know, it's been you know that we we know what the passing game is, but sometimes if you need to mix things up a little bit, need somebody creating from a different area or taking a different option, then maybe that's what we need to look at. Yeah. So where do you think, um, Jim? Firstly, I mean, where, where do you think we're going to end up this season? Do you think we're Consolidate second, uh, or do you think we have a you know? A I think we've got enough to consolidate second. I do. I I, I, I'm, I am worried now that Dyer's out. I think that 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 is a massive difference. Mm. Um, Chelsea are going to turn it on against us. I think, mm-hmm. um, and they you know, Newcastle is going to be a very difficult game. Hopefully, so. Newcastle will be down by then. Oh, I mean, I you know, I think. It's, Everyone said it was a big point they got the last game against Man City, but you look at the league table, the two teams mm. above them have got a game mm. in hand on them. So I, I don't know who the other games on Newcastle got, to be quite no, honest. I have no idea who else they're playing. I think we've still got enough. I think we've still got enough in the team. I think the spirit's there. Because um, top two, obviously, um, I think next season, if you're third or fourth, you had to play the Champions League qualifying round. I think third certainly does, yeah. Yeah, so, we, so finishing second will put us straight through to the group stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want other young boys. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> type scenario, which I still got to get the jitters over. David, what, what about you? Do you think? We're... I, I've got to tell you a story, Mike. Please do. Um, uh, sadly, I went to a funeral last week mm-hmm. of a, a former colleague of his lifelong Leicester City fan. Oh, really? And uh, at the funeral was uh, another former colleague, lifelong Spurs fan. And it turns out these two of them, over a meal in Paris mm. 20 years ago, right. had bet each other 50 francs that Leicester City would never finish above <laughs> Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> and this was at the time where if they'd finished yeah. above it, it would have been like 12th and 13th mm. or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the idea that this happens this yeah. year and then the yeah. poor guy oh, dies. Oh. So we anyway, my Spurs sporting friend has, uh, has, has handed over the money to uh, the widow of the year. Sadly, there are no francs in what's euros, so it's pretty worthless. Well, well, yeah, right, okay. It's a, a redundant <laughs> currency. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing, isn't it? So, oh, I, you know, I don't know if that answers the question. You know. yeah. I'd like to think we were going to finish second. I don't think we will. Martin, what do you, what do you reckon? So second. Yeah? I'm confident yeah. we'll finish second. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've we're talking. Now, about, we're doing. We're going to do a very mini pod just looking at the Chelsea game coming up shortly. Firstly, uh, don't forget Thursday, May the nineteenth is our end of season live show with Aussie Ardidas and Ricky Veer. I think it's actually sold out now. Uh, but if you go to live.spurshow.net and double check, and that'll be a, a, a great night. Hopefully, Martin, you can do our the, the, the usual quiz that you and Adam uh, we'll Pardy do. Certainly, me and Adam will try and get a quiz together for you. Yeah. That'll be great. Um, you can join our Facebook group, Twitter feed, and get the Spurs Show apps for your smartphones at spurshow.net. And next week, we've got ex-Spurs player Paul Walsh on the show. Uh, South American football correspondent Tim Vickery and Daniel Posner join us uh, next week. Um, so looking at the sort of, you know, looking ahead at sort of next season now, I mean, wh- I mean, I know we talked about the sort of players, you know, we, we think we'll sort of keep, any, apart from Berahino, is there any, any actual players you sort of see and think he'd be great slotting in here and there? I know we've been linked with this Marseille striker who mm. says he wants to come to Spurs and, and stuff. Anyone else you've seen that you sort of think? striker as well. It's, uh, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just enough. because I've been so pleased yeah, with, happy, with, with, the, yeah. with, with the team uh, on the whole. Mm. Usually, uh, usually, of course, you think to yourself, oh, okay, well, yeah, Yaya Torre, please. Or, mm. uh, you know, he's, if he's not happy at City then, uh, and he wants to stay in the Premiership, then... Yeah, I suppose he's amazing, but but I don't. I, where would he play? You know, I'd mm. still rather have Moussa Dembele there at the moment. Yeah, David and Kevin De Bruyne was the De Bruyne. Yeah, it's a fantastic. Yeah, Shirley would be linked with Shirley. Are these players yeah. that we would just players that could come to us, or players mm. that we would just like to have? Well, either really. Okay. I mean, players that were coming. I mean, I mean there's no point just going. Ronaldo is not going to come, is it? <laughs> yeah, we we'll take Gareth. I'm not sure we get in the first Bale. eleven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gareth Bale's in town. Yeah, yeah. Is he going to come back, <laughs> Gareth Bale? I shouldn't think so. Well, no, the Bale's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. He's Bale, playing Bale's against City tonight, isn't he? Well, I quite like the look of that um, Gundogan, the uh, Dortmund guy. But apparently, City have gone in with a with a big bid. Oh, I didn't know that today as well. We were having a conversation last night about whether you would take Lukaku. Oh, absolutely! I, th- I think Lukaku is a wonderful player. Again, young as well. but would he play? You know, him or Kepa himself? Well, Got two of them up front. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting. Isn't it? I think I, I can see Chelsea coming in for a bid, although they let him go. It wouldn't surprise yes. me if Chelsea try and buy him back. 
But uh, the, I'm not the, sure the players aren't happy with their manager. Everyone's expecting yeah. they're going to be straight back in there next year, and I think there may be a, a bit more of what happened under Mourinho. Yeah, because this guy seems a very similar character. So yes. we'll see. let's hope so. Mm. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, I think Lukaku would be a, a wonderful addition. You know, I just uh, anyway, we'll see. Um, before we um, move on, David, you've, you've obviously got. I mean, last time when you were talking about you were writing the book, I think yeah. it's out. That 1971. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about it? So it's called 1971. Never a dull moment. It's about uh, music in the year 1971, uh, which was the Annus Mirabilis, the rock and roll album. So it's the year of Seeky Fingers and Marvin Gaye's What's Going On and Joni Mitchell's Blue and David Bowie's Hunky Dory. And all sorts of um, Carol King's tapestry and loads of records that people still play today mm-hmm. and still like today. And yeah. uh, you know, it's, a, it's just a reconstruction of what what happened in that unique, uniquely busy and productive year. Do you go through all the sort of albums and how they're made? How, how do you? Th- yeah, I've, I've tried to you had to do it thematically as well as right. chronolog- chronologically. So it's not absolutely every record. So. Now, tell the story of the Stones in 1971 through Mick Jagger's wedding, which took place right. to Bianca in, in May, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and Car- Carol King's Tapestry in February and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. That kind of approach throughout the year. And, uh, and uh, it came out about three weeks uh, ago, and it's, uh, it's been very, very well received. Good, I'm, I'm glad to I'm hear happy it. to say. It's an official bestseller. Fantastic. I'm wearing a badge saying bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> squeeze a League Cup <coughs> final reference in there at all? Did you resist the tension? <laughs> not, not the Arsenal double. <laughs> Honestly, I read I read the book so many times that I, I had the Ralph Coast reference in that I think got lost at one point in the American edition. Because, of course, that was, that, was the, that, was the year, that was the year that he moved, Ralph Coast moved from Burnley to Spurs for, you know, That's pennies. Right. Yeah. And was placed in a flat... In in Green Lanes by, right. the, uh, by, really? yes, yeah, right. by the club. Yeah. Yes, it's, of course, it's the year of, of Hunter <clears throat> Davis's glory. Glory game. Yeah. So, um, you know, if anybody, the other great way to, man, uh, to remember 1971, apart from my book, is, is go and read The Glory Game again, yes. which is always worth reading again. That, that's a word in your ear, isn't it? You and Hunter Davis. It would be, actually. <laughs> it would be a perfect yeah, word in your ear podcast. Uh, you ought to get Hunter Davis. Yeah, I've, I've tried. I've tried. He, he lives in Carlisle. Yeah, Carlisle. But he doesn't come out to London that much. Right. Uh, he'll, he follows Spurs when we play up north. Right. Uh, but I have, have tried. He wrote us a letter back, a hand, handwritten letter. I'm sure he would too. Which is very he, nice. He doesn't do email, Hunter. Yeah. There you are. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Martin, anything coming out? Obviously, you, you've... Uh, any, um, any other books coming yeah, out? Yeah, we're working on a couple of things I can't talk about. Oh. Moment, but there's one thing we are working on. Um, working with a guy called Adam Fisher, who writes a really good uh, sports oh, yes, blog called Tottenham On My Mind. And yes. we're doing a thing called The People's History of Tottenham Hotspur, which right. is about how the fans have shaped the club and mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of what they've meant to supporters rather than their, like, right. Julie's biography of, of Spurs that was out last year. Yeah. So that should be coming out uh, this autumn. Oh, great. Um, we're desperately trying to finish that off at the moment as well. So... Um, We'll see what people make of that. Well, if you come to the Spurs show live, I know VSP Publishing will be there again, so they'll be obviously selling the, uh, if you haven't bought the, the Boys and White Hart Lane book that Martin Adam wrote quite a few years back now. Was that yeah, years it was a while ago, actually, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I've still uh, copies you, available. Yeah, if you haven't bought that. Annoyingly. That's, that's, also that's why I wasn't introduced as a best-selling author. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Amazon will do those, yeah. buy one and get yeah. something yeah. a bit cheaper with the uh, David and Martin's books. Who knows? <laughs> uh, we will see. Well, gentlemen, thank you very, very much. Uh, you'll be back uh, literally in a second where we're going to do, uh, do a mini-pod just looking at the uh, massive game, still a massive game in the weekend coming up. It's Chelsea. But for now, uh, Jim, Martin and David, thank you very much for joining us. Come on, you Spurs. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.